Well, this is Parley Pod, the parliamentarian podcast where we talk about parliamentary issues. Parliamentary just means having to do with meetings. So we talk about making meetings faster, more effective, better, and more enjoyable. Uh, I'm Kirby Glad. I'm a professional registered parliamentarian certified by the National Association of Parliamentarians. And as a professional, I've worked with many, many groups of very different types, whether they be political organizations, dog clubs, uh, unions, uh, church groups, to help them improve their meetings and make them better. So this episode is about the uh, Committee of the Whole, why you would use that, and its different variations. So sometimes you want to consider things with a little less restriction than what you normally have in an assembly. And so this is where you would use something called the Committee of the Whole. Now, it doesn't greatly reduce the restrictions, but it does provide uh, basically more flexibility about debate. In a normal assembly, you only get really one chance at debate. Uh, If everybody else has spoken on the topic, then you can be recognized uh, again. But in the Committee of the Whole and in its variations, any member can speak an unlimited number of times. So it allows for a little bit more flexibility, more like what you have in a committee. Now, there already are relaxed rules for a small committee or a small board, a small group of uh, 12 people or less. And uh, that allows a more freer discussion. Uh, for example, in a small committee, you can you can have discussion before there's even a motion and other things like that. I'll do another podcast on that topic. I just realized that would be fruitful. But in the large assembly, you have some very strict rules. And one of them is you can only speak one time on a topic. So if you want to get around that rule, then you can uh, do something called uh, resolve into the committee of the whole. Now, any uh, And that's done by a motion saying, I move that we we resolve into the Committee of the Whole and to discuss discuss this particular question has to be for a specific motion or something that you want to look at. And when you go into the Committee of the Whole, when adopted by a majority vote, then the chair actually steps down and another person takes the chair. Usually it's the vice president or some other person that can be someone temporarily elected. And sometimes even the secretary will step down and a temporary secretary will be replaced. And this allows the, the, uh, the chair of the assembly to again maintain a position of impartiality well, after, the, or after the discussion by the committee. Also, it helps to point out that <clears throat> this is a separate uh, organization now. We've now uh, put on a new hat. We're no longer the assembly, we're now a committee. In the committee of the whole, as I've said, the main feature is that Uh, There's unlimited number of speeches by people. And there also are restrictions on what motions can be brought. So, for example, the Committee of the Whole cannot adjourn. It cannot uh, create a subcommittee. It cannot uh, refer things to a committee. It it is a committee, and so it has to make a report, basically. Now, the Committee of the Whole cannot amend or alter the question that's referred to it or the motion that's referred to it but it can create or adopt its own recommendations. It can, for example, create a recommendation that says, we 
recommend that the assembly do not vote for this, but instead vote for this substitute, or that the resolution be amended in this way, or such and so on. But it cannot really make any changes to the motion that was referred to it. It can only recommend changes. Now, when the Committee of the Whole is done, then that someone makes a motion to rise and report. That's basically the way that a committee of the whole adjourns. So a motion to rise and report uh, has to include what the report will be. And the report should be something that's already voted on or something that was adopted by the committee, or it could be, or, or the report can be included in the motion. But the uh, it's not debatable. It has to be voted on immediately. It's just like a motion to adjourn. Once the committee of the whole rises to report, basically the committee is resolved. And then whoever was the chair of the committee of the whole makes a committee report in the assembly. And so that's one of the reasons why you have to get a new chair is because you have to have this committee report. Then whoever was the chair of the committee of the whole gives a report with the recommendations of the committee of the whole. Now, everybody already knows what their recommendations are because they were there. So it's a little bit of a formality. It's an extra step. But then uh, that that becomes the motion on the floor. The committee basically makes a motion uh, to, uh, to uh, amend or whatever it wants to do or gives its recommendations. So how useful is that? Well, it's... Uh, uh, is marginally useful. Uh, legislative bodies use the Committee of the Whole a lot for a lot of different reasons because their their rules are much more strict. But in a normal assembly, the uh, I've never actually seen uh, the Committee of the Whole used. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, it's time to for a commercial. Hey, I know this is the spot where there's supposed to be an ad, and I don't know if they're inserting ads automatically, but here's a short one. So if you don't have a copy of Robert's Rules of Order, let me tell you where to get one very easily. Now, there are two versions of the book. There's Robert's Rules of Order, newly revised. It's 750 pages. That's the book for parliamentarians. That's the one that you should have if you really are serious about the study of parliamentary law and Robert's Rules of Order. Now, if you're just a chair, I don't mean just a chair, but if you are a chair, you can use Robert's Rules of Order in brief. Now, in brief, is only 230 pages, and it follows the rule of the 80-20 rule. It contains the 20% of the rules that are used 80% of the time. So that's a great one for chairs to peruse. And uh, if you want to make sure you get the right version of either of those books, go to my website, parliamentarian.com, and click on the link that says Order Books, and you'll see the two books there, The Robert's Rules of Order, uh, Newly Revised, that's the big one, and then the in brief is the one for chairs. If you order them right off of my website, you'll be sure and get the right one. Thanks for listening to this brief advertisement. So we are back now talking about the Committee of the Whole. There are a couple other variations to a Committee of the Whole. One is called the Quasi-Committee of the Whole, where you don't actually go into a separate committee. You simply agree that we're going to uh, we're going to consider this particular motion as if we were in the committee of the whole. In fact, the motion to go to consider as a quasi committee of the whole is literally that. You know that um, uh, I move that we consider this as if in a committee of the whole, or you could use the word uh, in a quasi committee of the whole. 
The difference is it's kind of the same as before. As uh, However, you're still in the assembly, so still all the motions are allowed. You're not, you're not in a committee, so you can still adjourn. You can still make a subcommittee. You can still refer the matter to a subcommittee. It's just that you've kind of suspended the rule about debate, that one person can only have uh, one time at debate. So, again, why wouldn't you just, uh, you know, suspend the rules against um, you know, being a, people being able to speak multiple times in debate? That would seem like a lot simpler way of doing the exact same thing. In the quasi-committee of the whole, uh, the chair remains the chair. And, of course, you don't have the step of, of the committee report because you're not actually forming a committee. You're still in the assembly. So it's a little bit... It's just basically all it does is remove the restriction of debating uh, where one person can only speak one at a time. Then there's a third variation, which is called to consider informally, which uh, the reason this podcast came about is I made another mistake. I don't make mistakes very often, but uh, I do like to learn from them. So I was thinking that the, uh, that, uh, the motion to consider informally makes it so you can can consider something more like a committee, uh, like a small group, which, again, I'll make another podcast about what the rules are there. There's a little bit more freewheeling discussion. But really, it's only the only change that you have is you're allowed to make unlimited speeches on the same topic. So, again, the usefulness is somewhat limited. But the motion there is uh, I move that we consider this informally. This this uh, so as applied to a main motion, you have a main motion on the floor, and then you say, "Well, I move that we consider this informally." In the informal discussion, that's uh, you don't have the same rules as the committee of the whole. Uh, is it, all it does is just really suspend that that prohibition against speaking multiple times on the same topic. So, why would you want to speak multiple times on the same topic? Well, a lot of times there's somebody who's making a proposal or. They have something that they're trying to put forward that requires a lot of explanation. And then people will stand up and say, well, this is dumb because of this. And then the person who makes the motion can stand up and say, well, no, it's not dumb. And here's the answer to your question. This is, uh, and then somebody else will say, well, I'm opposed to it because of this. And then the person who made the motion would want to stand up again and say, no, that's not true. This is the actual way it is. So uh, that's what we mean by the same person being able to speak multiple times on a topic. It gives the, uh, the proponent uh, of a particular motion the ability to keep responding to different types of, uh, of attacks or questions. Or vice versa, if there's someone who is very knowledgeable and they're the chief opponent of a particular idea, it allows them to come to the microphone over and over again in order to respond to those people on the other side who are uh, maybe proponents of the idea. So when you uh, consider something informally, you don't have to end it. Uh, You simply, when you reach the resolution of the item being considered, that's the end of uh, consider informally. It it, it goes with the motion that is being considered informally. So you have three different variations of the motion to uh, sit as a committee or the committee of the whole. And uh, really, the, they only have a very specific and limited uh, benefit, and each one of them has a slightly different rules. 
Well, that's all for us today here at Party Pod. Thanks for joining. And remember that you can send your questions. You can either post it on our blog at parliamentarian.com or send your questions by email to Kirby at parliamentarian.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y at parliamentarian.com. We're happy to uh, get suggestions of what to address on future podcasts or answer any questions that you have. And here's hoping that you will have better, faster, more efficient, and more enjoyable meetings. Thanks. Thanks.